Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 840 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by a, a, a little different cast of characters. we got David Bray. We've got Shane Sparks, and of course, Ben Funky Askren is here. Oh, We're wow. ready to talk wrestling, and Shane almost got into the show before the show started, and he's maybe been incarcerated, I don't know, but he's going to ask Ben a question. We said, hold up, Shane, save it for the show. That's why we're here. We're not even live yet. That's why but now here. we are. Now we're here. What's up, Shane? Guys, it's great to see you, Bray. Awesome to see you. My first question is, I can only assume... That with JD making a comment that uh, Ayani lost from five years ago, knocked him off a perch. I'm a, is he on suspension? I'm asking I'm a, I'm a 14 day suspension. I mean, yeah. I felt bad for JD yesterday because we've all been there. I've been there where sometimes you defend something, you argue something, and you know deep down, like, okay, I'm in, I'm in a corner right now and I'm in huh. trouble. Yeah. But hopefully we'll see JD back uh, in a couple of weeks, but a, a suspension that was warranted. Yeah, so you here's know, my question, guys. Think about what he did. <laughs> Prisoner of the moment, perhaps, but I don't think I am. I mean, there's certain times I'm a fence sitter on a lot of things, but every now and then I'll go all in on something. <laughs> I am all <laughs> in. I feel nickel. like you're Shane all in sparks. That's how we do it. I'm going to tell you why, who I'm all in on, guys. It's good. It's, I'm sure. You know where guess, I'm going with this, Ben, and I want to already know opinion. <laughs> We already know. Is Bo Nickel, will he go down? I, I think Bo Nickel, when it's all said and done, I'm going to give you my what I think about Bo Nickel. You know what Bo Nickel is? Tell me if I'm crazy. He's John Jones with discipline. Fair? Hmm. Um. That's that's an interesting thing. I uh, I never made that comparison before, so that's an interesting comparison. Um. Yeah, I would say the one thing about Jones was – he he started in the UFC at either age twenty or twenty one, right? He kind of got a jump start on a lot of wrestlers uh, because he he went the JUCO route and then he was going to go D one and then he went straight to mixed martial arts and obviously had a ton of success. Um, Bo Nickel obviously stuck in wrestling, had the wrestling success, and now he's been out of college for what 
three or four years. Yeah. So he's probably like 25, 26. 26. Um, so a little older, but you no, know, nevertheless, I think, um, you know, I was really, obviously I think he's going to do extremely well, but I guess I'm, I don't want to say perplexed. I'm interested in how much the wrestling community is excited about him. Cause when I went to my Instagram feed last night, it was like, all of the kids that uh, are on the AWA thing are talking about him, you know? And it's like, he's not a Wisconsin guy. Um, he did a camp for us one time, but, it, you know, it was a little like, it was like a two-hour session, not nothing too big. Um, but all the AWA kids are posting about him. So it seems like the wrestling community is really, really hyped, and they're really behind him. And, yeah, I, I think he's going to do really well. Um and the middleweight division right now does not really have any wrestlers um, who are of high caliber. Uh, so I, I think I think he can probably move up the ranks relatively quickly. I'm curious, you know, when's the last time a, a wrestler of, you know, high note, considerable note, made the made the transition and had this kind of fanfare? It seems like there's been almost a gap for as much as the discussion was wrestlers going to MMA. None of them had this sort of, you know, like well, pe- people were into Pico for sure, but it seems like he's just kind and of Pico's still, where he's still been. good. Uh, Pico's yeah. still good, and he's still young. I mean, is Pico and Bo Nickel are probably the same age, right? Uh, probably pretty close, yeah. Let's yeah. see. Pico's 20, just turned, tw- I literally just turned 26. Happy birthday, Aaron Pico. And let's oh, wow. check out 26, Bo Nickel. Yeah. Two years ago, or two days ago, sorry. And Bo Nickel is 26 going on 27. So yep. yeah, P- so he's, he's a little, little older. older. Um, you know, Pico and Pico just put out a comment like, don't don't rush it. And uh, Bo Nickel wants to rush it. I'm, I'm entirely sure of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to rush himself. Um, so I, I think he's going to do really well. And to your point, Christian, it was funny because really in that, say when I, I started late, We'll say the late 2000s, there was a lot of wrestlers going to mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me, Henry, Daniel, um, Romero went at that point in time. Um, Mogul Wall, there's just Tyron Woodley, right? Yeah. There's so many, Michael Chandler, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now it seems like there hasn't been nearly as many in the last handful of years. And I'm not really sure why. And when I look through the UFC's rankings, I mean, there was a there was a point in time when the UFC had I believe it was eight of nine of their champions uh, or maybe seven of eight were of wrestling background. Um, And now, you know, you look through the rankings and there's not really all that many wrestlers. Like there's some, but it's not like heavily, heavily populated with wrestlers. And I I think a big portion of that is guys just aren't making that transition. It's not guys are making that transition and they're not getting good. It's just, they're just not doing it for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a little bit, and someone of Bo's caliber um, making the I mean, that's pretty he's, rare. He's just been so recently in the wrestling fans' consciousness, and then he makes the transition. Seems I, like mm-hmm. just yesterday he was spanking Zahid Valencia at the Olympic trials <laughs> for an uncomfortable <laughs> period of time. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't follow MMA super closely, so I could be wrong. Wait, here, so but... does that mean Zahid's got to win? Uh, Bo tapped out. Yeah, that's, that's technically <laughs> that's his first. Good... That's his MMA debut, and. Wow. Unfortunately, post submitted. Wow, he tapped from a sprawl. Uh, I I don't watch a ton of MMA, so correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. But like, it, it seems like another difference about this part of Bo Nickel's career, the beginning of his career, is that most guys, th- those early fights, they're not on a very big stage. But Bo's have been because of the Dana White Contender Series. So like, yeah, we haven't had a, not only a big time wrestler make a splash, but also 
those early early fights like you usually don't see them you just kind of hear about it or or if you do see them yeah. it's not it's really janky looking yeah well um so yeah so there was that but no i i think uh, i'll push back a little bit so obviously in my era yes whether it was me or cormier or cejudo yeah all same thing small tim but more recently like bellator signed a lot of them dudes up when they were zero and zero um pico joey davis tyrell fortune uh i believe right and so they mm-hmm. kind of put them they put them out there right away because yeah. i think they're you know they realize hey really good wrestlers uh very generally translate to very good mixed martial artists i think maybe ed ruth also yes. and you know ed ruth's one where i'm like wow like i you know i thought ruth was gonna be probably some high level mma champion and he he did not turn out to be all that great unfortunately um but besides that the majority of guys who are we'll say ncaa champion level i'm not saying they win ncaa titles but like they're competing at that level you know they're really close it's not like they snuck into an all-american on their way down most of the guys who compete at that level do really really well yes i mean the other guy right now besides bo that i that i just love i'm a big fan of is is storley logan storley in Bellator, he's, I mean, he's pretty good. I think he's yeah. fighting for a title next, correct? He he's only losses to the champion. He's been doing yeah, amateur I, fights. I think since... he's got a belt, right? I mean, he's the champ right now, I believe. Yeah, and may, uh, oh, is he? No, I, think I, th- he I thought is. he lost, or did he just beat him? Uh, yeah. And then, so this is part of the problem too: is um, a lot of a lot of no, he does not have the belt. He so he lost to the Amasov guy. Oh yeah, you're right. They, didn't they make this for the interim title? Because Amasov so. yeah. yep. is Ukrainian, and they say he's not defending his title right now. So yeah, he's fourteen and one. He's the actual champ, and I think Sterling might maybe the interim. Um, but honestly, a lot of Bellator went heavy in on the wrestlers, and Bellator kind of fell off a cliff. Where you're like, when are they even doing shows? Um, they've been really slow. And so I think that's a portion of it too, is Bellator was scooped up all these wrestlers and now Bellator kind of fell off and they, you know, they were on dad, uh, zone and then they were on Paramount and they just kind of been all over the place where it's, it's kind of hard to follow Bellator in the last say three to five years. Is we Lance mention, Palmer fighting anymore? Lance Palmer. PFL. He is not, he won his first two seasons of PFL. Actually, you know, who's in the finals of PFL this year. No, you guys Bubba don't Jason know. City? Bubba Batman yeah. Jenkins. Bubba oh, Jenkins. Okay. Yep. He's Batman. Yeah. That's his nickname. He kind of, hey. you know, for a while, he kind of like did not, um, he he didn't do all that well, you know, and now he really, the last couple of seasons, he's started turning it up a little bit, done a lot better. Yeah. He's in the finals of the PFL. I believe that's in um, September. Uh, no, September. We're in September. I think it's November. Hey, we kind of just jumped in and did not mention what we're actually talking about, which is... The- we're talking about fighting! Bo Nickel was on the finale of Dana White Contender Series and killed his guy in under a minute. He punched him in his face, he mounted him, he fell off into a triangle armbar and submitted his guy. It was, like, really, really Whoa. smooth looking. Uh, and the guy was 7-1, I mean, think- you know? You guys know I said this, though. I, I said there's not going to be competitive bouts for him until he gets kind of a little of the way up, you know? He's going to cruise to, like, for for a while, probably. Yeah. Till he, he gets so, that Swedish dude. Well, I'm very curious. <laughs> I'm very curious if Dana's going to go, right? Because this is kind of, they never did this in the beginning. Um, but they have been doing it recently, like a Sean O'Malley, where they gave him a whole bunch of fights that were like, he's going to beat this dude up pretty easy, you know? Yeah. And then they and then they jumped him and he failed against Cheeto and they bumped him back down and now they jumped him up again. Yeah. Um, if they'll do a, that, you know, if they'll give him, say, somewhere between three and five fights where he just smashes dudes and they, they make a highlight reel out of him and then they can pump him up and then bump him up. Or if they, 
I mean, honestly, because there is some interest. Let's just bump him up right away. Let's see how he does. Yeah. Um, you don't see a lot of the high-level guys getting, like, the high-ranked guys ever getting, like, the paint can type of, or the young, like, who's going to, who is that high-level is going to take a fight against Bo Nickel? Well, I, the UFC kind of, for they forced the issue. I mean, that's yeah. right. That's a big part of what people complain about the UFC is, like, um, they may let you turn down one fight, um, but, dude, you start turning down fights, that they'll freaking... They will ice your ass. Like they will put you on the bench and say, see you later. And if you're the type of guy and you've seen this, if you're the type of guy who says, all right, whatever, sign, sign me up. They will, they will really reward that behavior. You know, um, like I believe, I believe like Kevin Holland, he just took that fight against uh Chmaev. They'll yeah. probably give him someone super easy next time. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they'll probably mm-hmm. say, Hey Kevin, who do you want to beat up? Stuff yeah. like that. Do you ever turn down a fight? No, never. I mean, that was I, when I got in, I wanted to fight Till, and they said Lawler. And I mean, this is part of the reason they love me so fast is because I'm like, okay, let me fight him. And then after that, I was like, let me fight him, let me fight him, let me fight him. And, you know, and George was the one saying, no, I don't want to fight him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, you know, finally, they, they, for, they, for, they essentially forced him, right? And then, uh, unfortunately, it didn't turn out well for me. But then, yeah, so I, I was super easy to deal with. Um, but a lot of these athletes aren't. But they don't let you, if you are that tough to deal with, they don't let you do it. They they they'll they'll shit can you pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, how 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 much could Bo just cruise? Could he just cruise into the top ten very easily? Just like I matter. Of- they, so sometimes it's funny because obviously styles make fights, right? Um, styles make fights, and there's some guys. I was hold on. Let me go back. I was just on the rankings. You know, say like a, a Gastelum is someone who I could see being a tough fight. He's at number eleven right now, Ooh. but he he has been near the top. Yeah. Um, but then there's some other guys like uh, a Cannoneer who doesn't have great wrestling, who's number two, and it's like I don't know. I could see Bo taking him down and submitting him. You know? Yeah. So Styles make fights like that. Um, I I'm guessing they'll give him a few easy ones. He'll he'll roll them up. I was kind of trying to look and see how many active. Um, middleweights there were right now. I, I don't know. But I, I think they'll probably give him a few easy ones. He'll roll them up, and then they'll bump him somewhere between like a, a 10 and a 10 and a 15, somewhere in there, you know. And then from there, they could, uh, you know, start moving him. Realistically, by the end of 2023, could he be fighting for a title? End of 2023. I would say I, if, if he stays healthy. Yeah, I think if really? he stays healthy, then yeah, yeah. If he stays healthy. Um, I mean that that's a big one, right? Uh is how how healthy can they stay? Because right, if you, you get hurt and you're out, then that really it really derails everything. Yeah. Yeah. So well, he's he's yeah. very durable as a wrestler. You know, he don't he, yeah. Never, never really hurt, ever miss so. time. Um dude, and he's just thing about Bo is freak he's a freak athlete. Like he can do some freak. crazy stuff. And he's gonna be good he's clearly going to be good from like every position right um, yeah you i mean think. i can't really assess um, someone's boxing skills but the, the most impressive time i've ever seen bo nickel i think i probably told this story watching probably. him play dodgeball in the ohio <laughs> state, in the old ohio state wrestling room yeah. tom ryan and i are sitting in our penn states wrestling i think it was the weekend of that epic duel maybe a few years ago no that wasn't that was in state college in, yeah yeah, you're right. You're right. It what yeah, you're right, Ben. So what was so good? He had a cannon or what? He the way that he would he he has a cannon and the way that he looked like a his elusiveness 
And Tom Ryan looks at me and he goes, what a effing freak, right? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was like both of us were like in awe watching him play volleyball. Like, yeah. what the hell? Wait, volleyball? Like, that was a dodgeball. I mean, I mean, not volleyball, dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then I think that night, that was the night he went out and uh, the dual meet I'm thinking about, he pinned Colin Moore. Oh, That's yeah, what he, he cradled him and pinned him. Yeah, in the first period. And, and I, I'll tell you this. And again, I'm. it's a little bit of a love fest. But we know. <laughs> Who would you rather to... have? Hold on, I got a tough question. Yeah. Who would you rather have be your son-in-law, Bo Nickel or Ryan Deacon? Oh my gosh. Wow. Great oh, question. that's a that's a. I mean, that's like that's like asking me to lo- tell you what kid I love the most, wow. right? You love him for different reasons. Let's, let's settle that you one. Love him just, let's settle that one. Shane, just close your eyes. Imagine you're walking your daughter down the aisle. <laughs> Who's standing yeah, I, there? You look up. Who's there? Who's there? There can only be one. Close your eyes, Shane. Oh, that's a man. <laughs> God, that's such a hard one. I, I just not, it's not coming to me. Okay. It's not coming to me. But I got to yeah. say this about Bo Nickel. I just, and I'm fascinated by the, I'm just fascinated by these kind of things. His ability to just rise on the big stage. And yeah, he had the loss to, he had the loss to uh, Miles Martin wow. as a freshman. But this guy, I mean, I, he's just always, always, the bigger the moment, the better he is. Like, I can't think of anybody else that's, that just steps up. When there's a ton of pressure, everything's on the line, and he just goes out there and just so calm and just executes. It's crazy to me. Yeah, uh, he he does that very very well. I'm disappointed we didn't get an answer on that from you, Shane. But yeah, yeah I agree with everything else you said. Um, I have so I have. There's 80... I got two daughters, by the way, guys. So I get two. Picks. Oh my oh. gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! There's a. I'll take them both. Here we there's go. Both. 79 active middleweights in the UFC. F four guy. So 79? there's a lot of people out of that. There's a lot of people out of the top 15 that he could mix it up with. Okay, your name's not on that list, is it? Are you one of the 79? I I am not. Well, I would be a I would be a welterweight, Welter. and I am no yeah. longer active. No longer active. Okay. And you're 100 percent done, Ben. I mean, no. Yes, chance. I'm done. Ah, <laughs> come no on. Way. You would fight George. You said that like a week ago. Okay. That's the one thing I would do, but I, that's not happening. So I'm not, not fighting. He won't, he won't. He would not. I don't think so. No. Yeah. There's 96 welterweights. Just FYI. Okay. So yeah. With the wrestling world excited about Bo Nickel, I would be interested to see. Um, I would love to see like some stats of how many All Americans from say the years 2005 to 2012 went to mixed martial arts versus like say 2012 to 2020. Um, I feel like not nearly as many are going, and I, I don't really know why. Obviously, there are more people sticking around longer in wrestling, but you would still think, I mean, how many people are wrestling per weight class R- really actively? Like maybe ten, um, mm-hmm. and so if we take like a ten year window. That's a that's a small percentage of the actual amount of people. Yeah, I'll give you another guy to keep an eye on who's just you know who's starting that? is is uh, Mitch McKee, another Minnesota guy. I mean, Mitch McKee's a bad dude too. I, I could see him, I could see him doing really well. Yeah, I actually we got a couple now because now Meredith's fighting, Kassar's yeah. fighting, so maybe we will have kind of a resurgence of, of wrestlers going yeah. back to uh, to to do some battle. Yes, indeed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Never mind. Uh, Whoa. Keep it, keep it moving. Next next topic. Well, um, Shane, you got your eyes on some of these schedules. You getting fired up for any particular uh, oh, yeah. dual meets? Man, you know what? We still don't have a TV schedule. 
Um, what? What are they even doing with your yeah, wife? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what that that I, I I'm not sure about. But um, on the station. Here, here's what's interesting this year, guys. For for me, anyways, is you know with COVID and all that stuff, it's been a lot of these teams. It, it's been you know they've had a nucleus of three, four guys, and now it's like a lot of these guys are gone, and a lot of new new people that I'm not overly familiar with, probably not nearly as much as you guys are. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to uh yeah, I mean I can't wait. You can I mean fall here in Wisconsin just feels like wrestling's coming around. So it really uh fall hit us fast, I, Shane. I but said that yesterday, yeah. We're not yeah. far, but you're in Texas, you're not in Wisconsin. Stop being a soft. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm saying I feel the seasons change. I'm not saying I'm cold, Ben. <laughs> oh, what is it there God. yet? 90s in the day, I'm sure, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this morning. Oh, man. Morning, it was uh, it was nice and brisk, like sixty four again, kind of nice. Oh, sixty four. Um, yeah, I mean, we're what October ten, I think, is the first day of actual college season, correct? Yeah, yep. So we're not really all that far away uh, from the start of college season, and the start of college competition is uh, generally November one. Like, I got to get to, uh, you know, you got to get to Flow Wrestling and check out the interviews. I meant to watch him yesterday, didn't get to it, but uh, Bray. I'm curious to listen to your interviews up in Michigan. I'm sure those are great. Some yeah. summarize some of the cooler, uh, cooler sound bites. I, I mean, I think probably for me the most interesting was talking to Jack Medley about his experience with Nick Suriano coming in and his communication with the coaching staff about that. Um, you know, Medley is a he's a guy that he said Michigan's my team. I, you know, I was not even going to enter the entertain the idea of going into the portal, but he said it was hard. He said the communication with the coaches was good and, but it was also, you know, a, a challenging thing. And so, uh, it, it was just cool to hear a guy that has given so much to that program and that, it, that works so hard, um, be, you know, be, be vulnerable about that because I can't imagine, right. That'd be a tough thing when, you know, your oh, team's yeah. trying to do something special and, and you know, this guy that's coming in, you know what he's done. Um, you don't want to, you know, concede any point you want to beat him in the room, but you, you also know that might not happen. So, uh, I can't wait to watch that because he's, I'll tell you this, if I had three daughters, Medley might Medley. be my third choice. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> Jack Medley is a great story. And I'll, I'll tell you this, guys, Jack, you want to, I don't even know what he's ranked. I have no idea. Not very high. You want a dark horse? Medley. Yeah. To do what? To, to, to place top mm. five. Stop. Man, I like Jack Medley. He wrestles hard, but I love uh, his guys, skill set is he's, he's a guy that, that if there is any window, he'll he'll go through it. There's just I'm telling you, window. I'm just telling you, mark the tape. Okay. Jack Medley, Jack Medley is a dark horse top five guy. Yeah. That morning, when I say top five guy, I'm you know, right around five. I mean yeah, that, five. That morning when I when I visited Michigan, they um they were doing their timed mile and a half and then they had a lift and like Medley was, you know, just the way he prepares for even a workout. He's like, I'm going to break the record and, and it's his record. But um, like, he, you know, he just he, he does everything right. What's he, he run a mile and a half at? Uh, it's bias. I got to remember. I, I can't remember the, the time right now. It's on the it's on the uh, the eight. record board. So uh, I'll have to go back and look. But eight, eight minutes. He, he, I think it was last, you know, a couple of years ago, year and a half ago. He woke up one day and ran the marathon. He just ran a marathon. He yeah. Said, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to run a marathon today. That's I I think it might have been like 752. 752. Yeah, 752. For a mile and a half. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Ben's best mile time. Damn. <laughs> no, I mean, I was thinking that's just over a five minute mile because I was thinking five minute mile, seven and a half minutes for double. 
So probably somewhere around 520 is uh, very, very fast. That's cruising. Yeah. Dude, you know who you know who passed him in the last lap, but then he got him back was uh, Chance Lamer. Whoa. That guy's coming. Damn. What? Apparently his mom was like a an all Amer a cross-country All-American. Um, so he's got some running in his in his blood, but he's a competitor too. I'm really excited to see him. Um, also, I, I'm curious, you know, Mason Paris, it was good talking with him. He wants to – he wants to wrestle Gable again. He wants to see Gable back and, and wants another crack at him. Um, that could be t that could be a really you know a tall order, but uh, yeah, those are those are a couple of really fun ones. And then Bormat always has good things to say too. So check those out. He's great. Yeah, he's the best. That's I mean, such a big part of of their success. And like the the medley thing is a primary example of something that happens routine. They they have deep rooms and the team feels a real connection with each other and they're really invested in. It. That's why. You don't have the Jack Medleys, you know, transferring out. They really enjoy the program. Hey, you know what interview I've been mm -hmm. excited about, though, is Casey Swiderski. Yeah. That was not me. That was J.D. But... J.D. did that. I listened to it this morning. It was really – it was good. It made me even more confident. Uh, I don't know if, if Shane's allowed to talk about Big 12 wrestlers, but um, <laughs> Iowa State's Casey Swiderski is someone you should – you, you can cheer for him, I understand. You may have to root against him, but he's going to be pretty freaking good for the Cyclones. Sounds like he's going to be pretty good. And the Iowa, Iowa State match, that'll be in Iowa City this year. Yes. You, you yes. asked Christian which ones I'm excited about. That dual meet to me as always. That, I've been to it twice in my life, and both times I was at the match when uh, when Gomez threw DeSanto. Uh, DeSanto. DeSanto. Iowa, Iowa State duel. If you're a wrestling fan, that's got to be that's a bucket list. That is a is, fun time. Yeah. Does Iowa State have a chance of keeping it close this year or no? Okay. Well, let's. let's Iowa's down hey, a little bit. Let's get into it. Twenty-five's a toss-up. Um, just kidding. Twenty-five <laughs> bonus. Thirty-three. Let me pull up Iowa State's lineup real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna do that too. Well, they're gonna have Ramazov. And then, right, Ramazov's twenty-five. Yep, and and uh, so he's well, no, they have up. him. At, they have uh, Tarakina listed. Uh, this is WrestleStat, and they're pretty good. Uh, Tarakina okay. as the twenty-five, and Ramazan at thirty-three. So Ramazan might win because are they starting? Who's Iowa State? Or who's Iowa going to start there? Well, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Would, I would assume Teske. Teske probably. Teske or Schriever, yeah. He's, it's Teske or Schriever. That's a toss yep. up, but I lean. I actually lean Iowa there as good as Ramazan is. I think I probably okay. lean Iowa. Forty one. I think you lean. Swiderski or Woods. You lean Iowa, but where's yeah. where's Swiderski from? Michigan. Dundee, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Fifty seven's tough because with wait, what about forty? Oh, you skipped forty nine. Oh yeah, that's they're, Murin. They're not gonna have that match. Um, so. Panero Johnson, maybe at forty nine. Yeah. Also, that interview <laughs> with JD was was great because you know I'm sure Ben remembers you know Panero Johnson's gas tank having maybe some issues. Panero went was, straight he to some, it. He had some leaks in the tank. He brought it up in the <laughs> he brought it up in the interview like on his own. He's just like right off the bat. He's like, yeah, I know my cardio is something I got to work on, and it's, yeah. it's not where it needs to be. So, um, I wonder if Brent Metcalf could help him address this. Uh, this issue he might have game. an idea he might have some idea uh but yeah that'll be you know just that will be a good test to see where he's at with murin but you gotta take murin dude this is an i this could get ugly um it, yeah this this is one of those where you could see yeah, I, I just looked at this lineup 
Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a tough oh. It's going to be a long day at the office. Um, oh, 57, so Isaac Judge for that's and that's where like if you're Iowa State man you need to you need to win 157 and that's gonna be mm-hmm. even a toss up. Is there any Iowa's chance? Weakest weight. Any chance MJ Guyton is down at 57 for this duel? Maybe so. Um, is there is there anyone that Iowa wait? Did Shitman roll at Iowa? No, he's he's like gray shirting or gray shirt. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because they could make home out for a match. No, he won't. Can be he pulled gray shirts in for a match. No. Because they're not students. Is there anyone else they could pull in for a match at that weight class? Um, I, I don't know. Let's Probably see. Not. I mean, Brettley Reyna. They got a. They have a number of guys that that are kind of seems like real similar. So they've taught. I've heard Caleb Rachi's name like you know kicked around. Brettley Reyna. Um, I wonder if they would think about Aiden Riggins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. Know. Yeah, that'd be a good one to think about. Okay, sixty-five. Feeling good about the Cyclones in that one. Yes. Um, although Kennedy's going to – that's going to be a fun match. Mm-hmm. The Iowa nah. fans are going to get – I ex- said Carr gets him pretty easy. Come on. Of course. But okay. Iowa fans – I thought you were going to debate that. No. My gosh, no. Okay. All right. Not a good matchup for Kennedy. Um, yes. Divine at 74. That's against Brands. That's winnable. Give, give me Manny Rittable. Rojas uh, match. I'd rather see that. I'd like to see where he's at. Yeah, they at. can use Manny. Yeah, if Manny's better, they can use him free of charge. Yes. Uh, 84, Marcus Coleman. Uh, Iowa State will be favored in that one. Younger Bastida. They could win that one. Uh, of course, Jacob Warner would be probably the favorite. Mm-hmm. But he, he beat him he last beat him year. last time. Yep. yep. He spiked the head, was the head Higher than anyone's it was ever head spiked smash, head right? Sometimes you got to spike your head gear. Yeah. Excuse me. Headgear spike. That guy's relatively <laughs> new to headgear, you know. He's new to headgear, yeah. and he still knew how to spike it better than anyone's ever spiked it. Natural. He's a natural. That was awesome. That was a hardcore. Uh, yeah. And then two eighty five. Skyler's gonna be a big underdog to Big Tone, so it'll be tough for Iowa State. They're got to pull some up. like Swiderski. Um. So they need they need thirty three somehow. Swiderski. Yes. They probably need fifty seven. Yep. yep. 65 so, actually you know this probably is not I'm getting kinda done. talking no, myself into no just uh, this, is a match. Bonus points. this is a match it's not a match it's Stop. it's going technically it is going to be a match Ben. you can't deny that you have you it's have going to, down as a match you have to watch i hope it, it starts i hope it, it it starts in the upper weights mm-hmm. you have to watch it for Swiderski and and real woods alone yeah. just where is this guy you know yeah, yeah. What, now, what what year is this for Dresser at Iowa State? Um, Four, that's five, five, Four, five, five, probably. Yeah. Five, yeah. And, I, and Iowa State. I mean, when's the last time they beat Iowa? I mean, it's. it's I, I have no idea. It's got to be. I'm guessing, freaking, got to be knocking on the door of twenty years. Right? I mean, it's been a long time, right? I don't think Brands ever lost. No, uh, twenty. No, didn't they win? No, they won when. Was it killed last year? Maybe like didn't they win in 07 or 08? I don't think no, so. 15 years ago, maybe. I feel like you think Sion will answer if I call him. Sion, yes, call Sion. Ask call him. him. He will. He will know he the was, answer. Sion was at Iowa State this weekend. He was. I yeah, I yep. saw that they had uh, Joe Heskett win the Hall of Fame, I believe. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the, and all I think I, I saw a picture. I think Kale was there. Chris yeah, Bono Kale. was there. Kale, Bono, Sion, hey, you're on the, the big you're on the show. Can you answer a question? Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. All right, we got Sion here. Sion, what is the last year 
that Iowa State beat Iowa. We're talking about it on the show right now. In a duel. In a duel. In a duel meet. 2005. 2005. All right. Okay. Thanks so much, Sion. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. I was there close. I said oh, 2007. Him in. I patched him in via satellite. <laughs> um, so 2005. And you remember the days when they used to go two duels a year, a home and home. I mean, that, and they were usually both right. I mean, a lot of times those are one, two. Like, Bonkers, that's yeah. what I love about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, too. And I know what that rivalry's been, you know, hasn't been that balanced either. But I like, I, I just think those are great events for wrestling. I agree. <sighs> yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess it, well, it's cooler it, than I mean, like... It, you don't feel that way, Christian, because it's been non-competitive for a while. Well, yeah, and I would say, you know, when you look at the alternative, it's like, you know, these teams will schedule, let's face it, duels that are just sort of waste of time, by and large. They're not competitive, at least. Not entertaining for fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could just have a rivalry. But there is something special about it being the one time. Yeah. Uh, when is that this year? You guys know? Oh, December 4th. December 4th? Yeah, it's normally in November, I want to say, but it's in December. Hey, one of those one-sided duels that you're talking about, but that I'm curious if Ben has any insight. Iowa's first duel, their first home match of the season is about is against Cal Baptist. You think uh, you think we see oh. Messerich use one of his five? Uh, I have not asked him if he's going to do that, but that would, yeah, that'd be great. At, at 57, I mean, I... I don't know which 57 powder Iowa throws out, but you got to imagine Mesenbrink's got a pretty good opportunity there. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, if, if I were a freshman, I, I, maybe we talked about this before, but I would, uh, I would try to get in at least a few tournaments so I could get multiple matches versus dual meets. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe one or two duels and then a few tournaments. Yeah. Ben, if you were, if you were a freshman and you had these rules, you had five opportunities and you know, you could pick tournaments, get a bunch of matches, but Carver is an option for you. I mean, what what do you, yeah, do you put Carver do on Carver. the list? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I hope we see it. Yeah, I mean, I probably I think we would. Uh, we always went to CKLV, so I, I probably would try to get that one in. Um, I don't remember if my redshirt year if they went to like a scuffle or Midlands or somewhere like that. Uh, but I, I do know we went to national duels, so I probably I probably would have been on the roster for the national duels, and then who knows? Yeah, maybe a couple duels. Yeah. I'm really excited for that wrinkle of this just entire season. Very cool. That's a great rule. It is it's so awesome. good. So good. Very smart. Um. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay. Have we Did we talk yesterday about Ryder to Penn State, Ben? Uh, we did not bring it up. I did know that I knew it last week, though. Yeah. Um, so that was a good get for, for Penn State. I guess... You know, I'm curious. What, do you think Ryder's at 84 long term? I don't do really know. I mean, he's obviously grown a lot because he was 52 last year. So I, I yeah. don't know if he's 84. I don't know if he's 97. I don't really know anything about him. I know he was 176 pounds last year, and that's about it. Yeah, I just I don't know how much taller he's going to get, and if he doesn't get much taller, I could see 84 long term. Yeah, but just the the rapid growth. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Um, I mm-hmm. would. 
I would predict 84 or 97. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. with the uh with the cadet the cadet ways kind of skew everything also though because it's like you know once you realize you can't make 56 it's like oh crap well that's 20 pounds let me get bigger you know if you're in this upper echelon of U17 to try to make the team and then once you can't make 176 it's like the next weight class is 202 so you're like yeah. all right well I got I guess I got to get big and go 202 I mean that's something cool. I'm thinking about for like say Sinclair it's like you know he's debating 95 or 82 and it's like well probably not making 176 again so why don't you just try to get bigger and wrestle 202 next year Mm -hmm. well with with zach Ryder, you know when after he you know made the team it was like all right this guy's gonna be in who's number one so then the conversation was like all right 170 or 182 and immediately his camp's like 82 like one step not not going back down to uh, 170 so i i do think 84 at least i don't think he's like a guy that's a small 82. He looked plenty big enough against Braden Thompson and, and who's number one. Yeah. So he's a he's, he's a br- junior this year, right? Yeah. Well, Braden Thompson wrestled 174 for the junior also. So that's mm-hmm. uh right. So he's not a huge um yeah, that's true. 82 either. And Aaron Brooks has 2 years left. Wow. So could could be a good transition there for um for Penn State. And then also you know, 197 for Penn State. How how are they looking long term beyond uh, Max Dean? Let's see. Uh, not. They, I don't really think they have anyone. I'm trying to think of the recruits they have coming in. They're they're. Uh, I don't think it's anyone good. Their current roster. Well, we'll see about that. Um, we'll see what you find. <laughs> you know, the one I just found. They still have. Yeah, their their current roster has Michael Beard on it. So maybe should. Yeah, they should put up there now. You know what? But who's gonna who's gonna want to know information about the Penn State wrestling team? Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I I don't I don't see Josh Barr getting that big. Um. I think he's probably. No. Maybe Ryder eventually slots up, like, and then between Barr and and Ryder, that may be long term eighty four ninety seven. Yeah. Because Barr does look like he's got the frame you know, the frame to build on. So we'll see. Well, plus he got the transfer portal, right? I mean, you oh, just never yeah. know. I mean, literally, Penn State doesn't use the portal, right? <laughs> Barely at all. I know Max Dean. I know Max Dean, but who Wait, else? You're, oh, you were not kidding. No, who who besides Max Dean? Um, Bergie does not count. He was at Penn State. <laughs> Hold on, that was work release. Andrew Long is, is Bergie coaching? Is he coaching? Andrew now? Long. <laughs> Andrew Long was twenty eleven. He won the title. Why Andrew Long? Listen, I just that's just what came to my mind. I mean, that's. I listen. My mind jumped to a national what finalist. About, what about Kirkfleet? Okay, Kirkfleet is a trash. All right, yeah. All right fine. I'm wrong. Kirkfleet. Guys, is is Bergie coaching again? Yes. I think so. Yeah, it's South Dakota State. Okay. He just uh, got a sabbatical. From you South went to Dakota Andrew State. Long. Yeah, I went to Andrew Long. You said they don't tra- get transfers. <laughs> they get they get them when they need them. Hold right. on. There's there's Kirk been Kirk more. Classic classic transfer portal. David Taylor. Well, I mean, no, but David they're not Taylor. Taylor. like some dudes. <laughs> Who else besides Kirk, right, Kirkley and Matt Matt Dean? Brown. Matt Brown. Matt Brown. He was at Iowa Bro, that State. that was like, no, stop, nah. There was no portal. when Matt Brown is so old, the portal did not yet exist, Christian. That's how old Matt Brown is. Matt Brown was wrestling in college when I was coaching at Mizzou. Jimmy That's Lawson. how old Matt Brown is. Jimmy Lawson. Jimmy Lawson? What? I'm pretty sure he transferred in. Where'd he go? He transferred from the football team, I think. Hold on. Yeah, I'm, I don't think so, Chris. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure he was somewhere else. They're, they're not nearly – okay, so I, I think I am correct. They're not nearly as active in the transfer portal as certain other teams are. Uh, uh, who, was, who was their 
Yes, Coon? he transferred. Lawson transferred from Monmouth. From where? Monmouth. He's a transfer. Yeah, well, he was a football player. Carson Coon. Stop. <laughs> Carson Stop. Drew Hildebrand. Yeah, there's just, one. Oh, I just didn't continue. Hey, Ben, I haven't going. stopped giving names of impact transfers. No, by the, you since you suggested names. it. You Matt Brown was. Matt Brown was. Yeah, you, you got three guys out of it. I mean, you still got three guys. That was 2007, bro. No, but yeah, you, guys, you had three guys from last right. year. Hildebrand, Kirkwood, and Dean. Okay. Yeah, fine. so I mean, that's, I that's substantial. Wrong. You're I mean, way wrong. Wipe that look off your face, Piles. I'll come down to the I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, this is not a Penn State specific. Like, so many teams are doing this. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. But Andrew Long and Matt Brown. That is not this decade. Listen, they were national champions. Well, national finalists, national champions. I was just. I was getting to it. I was starting at the beginning and working my way to, to present time. <laughs> it's a chronological uh, history of transfers. Cr- oh, I'm, God. Now, I'm my sure point is just that there. Penn State, the fact that they might not have a guy at 197 that stands out right now, like, I wouldn't worry about it. They'll, yeah, they'll yeah. figure it out. You could just as well do, a, like, a transfer out of Penn State, too. There's, there's some pretty good guys that didn't maybe make the lineup there. That, you know, Bubba starting at the beginning, market, working my way up. Uh, Stop. <laughs> um, anyway, um, there's others, I'm sure, but that's a pretty substantial list, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I don't know where how that happened or where because we, we started talking about Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder to Andrew Long. <laughs> we started t- they Zach just Ryder started talking to about Andrew Lawson. Long and Matt Brown. <laughs> Matt Brown. I remember coaching Pat Wright. You don't know him because uh, he might start a one year at Mizzou. Pat Wright against Matt Brown in like we're talking like 2007, Christian. That's how old Matt Brown is. Yeah, like when the dinosaurs were still around. That that is true. <laughs> Everyone knows that he was tough. You Matt should count Brown David Taylor as a portal guy too, since he initially committed to Absolutely. Iowa State. Absolutely, that's fair. That's, that's stop. fair. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I feel like there's others. I just haven't remembered. I forgot. I did forget about Hildebrand. Corey Keener. Corey Keener. Mm-hmm. You, oh, these guys are terrible. Don't bring them up. Corey Keener, Keener is Coon. not terrible. He's not terrible. He's not okay. terrible. Okay. I'm sorry, Double Hodge. How many this, points is points this is unrelatable, Ben. This is unrelatable, Ben. How many points do you score in NCAs? Well, uh, not uh, not many. <laughs> that doesn't mean he wasn't uh, transferred and that he wasn't good at Central Michigan. Okay, he was all right. Ben thinks that everybody that didn't win a national title is horrible. No, if, you, but if we're talking Penn State, if we're talking about on the Penn State <laughs> scale of things, we're not talking about some of the terrible college where they're pumped to get three NCAA qualifiers. We're talking about Penn State here. And right? most normal people like us aren't good enough to wrestle Division One on any. No, but we're talking about Penn State. <laughs> to be a, to be a contributor at Penn State, you need to score some All American points. Yeah, yeah you got to be a good to wrestle at Penn State. I thought yes. Jordan Conaway might have been one, but no, he, had, he, wasn't. he had committed to Liberty. He was supposed to go to Liberty, and then their program dropped. But So he never actually went. Um, he had a gas tank, too. Man. Yeah, he, did. he was fun. He's still in the mix. With, at he had some State. big wins for them. He's like a big uh, – He's kind of – you know what You know what he is? He's like him and Jack Medley would be in the same – remind yeah. of each other. Well, Conway's a little better, but – Yeah, def- yeah. definitely significantly. I mean, he's a multiple All-American. Gilman talks about him a ton. Yeah. Like current day, like training partner. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about with Kale that will be, he's a, a very underrated characteristic, and we probably don't talk about enough. 
for him is um, his interpersonal skills, for his sure. ability to get everyone to get along and to have everyone stay like around a nucleus. It's it's pretty rare. I mean, I think like even back to Gables, Iowa, you had dudes leaving to coach everywhere. Um, you know, like starting in the eighties. So it's pretty cool. I mean, Kale's been around at Penn State twelve years now, and barely anyone's left. I mean, like yeah. they really don't leave all that much. It's it's really unique. Like Frank is one of the rare. Frank, Frank yep. And Ed left obviously to fight. Um, but they, there was no fighting in, at Penn State at the time. Um, now they got the MMA gym built. Man, no one might ever leave. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they like it there for sure. Um, yeah. He's done a great job assembling and keeping the, the nucleus together and starting, starting really with his coaching staff. Exactly. Yep. That's so, been, that's harder to do than people. People want to, people, uh, discredit how hard that is when people start achieving high levels, keeping everyone's egos in check and, um, you know, keep making everyone feel like they're a contributor and part of the team. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the biggest aspects is that, you know, you keep a Casey and a Cody around when they have substantial yeah. responsibility and roles within the within the thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've, we've figured it out, guys, why Penn State's good. It's <laughs> yeah, um, definitely a factor. We got to one of many of probably, right? Yeah, you're right, though, Ben. I mean, that stuff is not – I mean, it all sounds great in theory, but to execute that is a whole other ball game. Yes. Yeah, you've got you've got um, you know some of these staffs. These guys apply for every position that's open. Every head coach and they they're just on the yeah yeah yeah. I'll recruit your kid, but you're you're applying for everything. You're you yeah. can't wait to get the first thing to climb that one little rung higher. Then you've got these guys who could all three legitimately be like big Big Ten head coaches or oh, sure. program head coaches. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, let's just let's just be like the greatest dynasty ever. And they're maybe not there. Yeah, they're not approaching. Uh, they're approaching Gable. Haven't surpassed yeah. it, but yeah. 100%. Yeah, they just don't care who gets the credit there. I mean, it's that that's a big. Yeah, the egos don't come into play there. At least I don't I've know how good it. the the mics are, but David Bray's stomach has been growling for about the last minute straight. <laughs> I have not heard. It's, I have not heard okay. it growl. I'll tell you guys when I did that audio book uh, last week. That mic was I I I couldn't imagine something being so. It, it was like. My ankle cracked a little bit. It would pick that up. It'd be like, oh, I got to start that sentence over. Or like, I would literally, I kind of got sore because I would like try to hold myself so still. I didn't move at all while I was talking because I was so worried about picking something up and me having to start again. It was really strange how good the mic was. It was, it was freaky. When There's, does the audio book come out, Ben? I got to assume, uh, I think when the other book comes out, October 25. So we got to move back a week because production was slow. So it was October 18, but October 25. Now. I did not know that you were doing this. And then all of a sudden I saw it on, I Boom. saw it someplace. There you go on Facebook probably or Instagram. I'm gonna have to, I might have to get that. I had my, uh, I made my uh, son watch your Mental Monday from this past nice. week. I said, you got to listen to this. All what right, was Shane. Your, so um, what was your last Mental Monday about? uh stay not peer pressure smoking and yeah peer pressure that type of stuff um, hip pressure yeah hip pressure hey shane so i said i would love for other wrestlers to come out with uh books i love reading um and it hasn't been any real wrestlers coming out with books lately who's number one now take oh, a take man. a deep breath take a deep breath thing what they're saying number one whose autobiography would you like to read from damn the that is a great so question easy. i'd so have easy. to think about that one for a while 
Okay. So, Christian, you answer. It, it, kale. Kale. Oh, it's a good answer. Okay. Because think there's yeah. so much. It's like if he just. What about Jordan or John Smith? I feel like I know. Uh, I feel like I know much more about Jordan than I do about Kale. I, I probably do. I mean, I almost certainly do. Jordan's sort of an open book. Kale is not. Yeah. Like I want to know. Man, there's so much. I think I used to, I think about um, the questions so I would questions. I would ask Kale. It's like all right, just if he wrote him, you know, just basically told his life story and like what he was thinking during different times like what was he thinking that'd be interesting what was he thinking when you, th up to when the you think trials? about it like there's not really a lot of wrestlers who've actually written biographies i mean uh you know i kind of listed them last time henry uh robles rulon like who else um i mean gable sort of has doc or biography Gable's biographical stuff out there yeah he's got a couple it's, there's stuff about gable but nothing like it's not like written or, or by what's sure the, what's the he, he, and I, no 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 I, I don't think that's right ben i think he does have some all right i'm gonna google it there's a couple guys there was books. a book that came out it's the last book that i ever read and it's probably 12 years ago already uh it was a wrestling book and i wish in it in it i don't know if I'm assuming this stuff was true, but it, it talked, it, 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 Kale was in there. I, again, I'm not, not from his account necessarily, but somebody else's, you know what book I'm talking about? Wrestling book, 12 years ago. 12 years, I don't know. But so uh, Christian, so there's two things. A, a season on the mat, I've read that, that's about Cable. And then there's a wrestling life. And I believe uh, that, Kyle but Klingler it's a bunch of that. short stories. It's not like a biography. It's, 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 it's not a like, it is a bi I mean it's it's there's two there's two of those by the way there's a wrestling life and a wrestling life too. Kyle, but it's a bunch of short Kyle stories. Then, and guys, and this book I'm thinking about had accounts of Kale Sanderson wrestling Lee Fullhart to make the Olympic team. Like oh. uh, somebody help me out on the chat here. Uh, there was that Silent Gladiator. That's book. what it was. That's what it was. That one? That's what it was. Yes. Okay. I mean I couldn't put that book down. I mean I don't read. And that book was. I should try Wait, to read so, that. So, uh, I, Bray, I don't remember, uh, was wrestling stories was just, it was a segment of a bunch of individual stories. It wasn't a biography, correct? It, it wasn't. So, like, it's not a, I, well, I guess it depends on how you define a biography because a biography is always going to be select events from someone's life. But, well, it's, sure. It, it tells, a biography, in my opinion, like, is like, let's start at the beginning, talk yeah. about formation, and then a season on the mat is on. really a, a Dan Gable biography well, with, with think so? a 97 season as the backdrop. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. And a wrestling life, okay. too. Like, it starts, you know, it, it tells stories of, like, his childhood getting into wrestling, like, his sister's tragedy, um, college, Olympics. Like, all, I mean, there's okay. there's elements of, of biography. It feels like a biography. You wrote that with Kyle Klingman. Klingman, yeah. 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 Here, well, here's something, guys, and I have no idea, but you know John Broughton, Ben. You guys know John, John right? You know John John, I wonder, I've always thought like, uh, and I, I mean, John's always seems to be recording stuff. I would love it if years down the road, when Kale is done and retired, if they had like a last dance Penn State wrestling. Like, there you go. I, I think that would be absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. It'd be amazing. I was thinking about Ooh. the last dance related to the Penn State dynasty and like, it you know when they when they had to kind of blow it up at the end um that the interesting difference between that bulls dynasty and like this penn state dynasty 
is one, I mean, the players for the Bulls, like they're going to age out. They're just going to, they're going to retire. Um, and, 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 or you're not going to be able to afford them anymore. Whereas like yeah. the thing that has happened at Penn state or any college dynasty is like, as long as you can recruit well, as long as you can replace those players and keep your coaching staff intact, which Kale has had no problem Stop doing. It. It's like, mm-hmm. man, how will that ever end? Like the, the, the Bulls, it's like, they're gonna, those guys are gonna retire at some point, but with this, like, how does it ever end? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then who replaced, I mean, down the road, I mean, who's the guy that's got to replace Kale and keep that standard? Like, David, good luck with that. It's not going to happen. I, I mean, mean it's, it's like what everyone thought was going to happen with Iowa, and it didn't happen. Yeah. I, I, um, I wonder if, if David, I mean, I remember when David, like, was like, man, my, one of my dreams is to be a college, college wrestling coach. That's what he wants to do now. He's got the club, and he's also, you know, He's still well in the middle of his prime or some portion of his prime. Yeah. Um, but I know that was something. He definitely seems like if there's an heir apparent there, a generation down the line, if if Kate, Kale. That's the problem is, Casey, is Kale still so young for Zach. Yeah. David would have to wait till, you know, Kale got a head job when he was probably before his, he was 30, I would, yes. I would guess. Um, and now, you know, David, if, if he waits till Kale's done, he's going to be, what, mid-40s. Yeah, but who knows? Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point. But who knows? Kale, yeah, how I mean, Kale could do this another. You know, I mean, how old is Kale? Forty three, forty four. I, th- I, I mean, no listen, idea. I'm kind of old right now. I think like, you know, I mean, Kale Kale's what five? five He's forty three. He graduated. He graduated two. Okay. I graduated seven. Five years. Ago, like, like, what would I do? I'd be bored as shit all i want to do is coach wrestling yeah like, exactly i'll keep coaching wrestling like what else am i gonna do yeah and that's the thing um yeah like i don't really want to quit i enjoy what i'm doing you know like i yeah. don't know like yeah yeah you quit you retire from things so you can do the stuff you want to do yeah but if, if you're, you're doing the thing you want to do then you want to do is retire like... What, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't, yeah, this is another reason why we need that Kale biography. But like you read about Gable and, and how taxing coaching was on him yeah. physically and mentally. I mean, the guy poured everything into it. I mean, gave his body to it as a coach. And like he's having joints replaced. And he's he coached portions of his final season like from a hospital bed. He's like call, he's like calling in yeah. to like schedule to run practice and all this stuff. You don't get the impression that, that, wrestling is hard on kale's body i mean he just seems and like gable he's... retired when he was i don't what was 47 49 i thought young okay, not 50 crazy years old gable seemed so old at the time and he was he actually wasn't no his body was old and that i mean that's but he just... was another one that got he got the head job so early he got the head job with what 25 or yeah. something like that young had crazy. he not coached that way had he not poured his body into it i don't know that those teams are that good he just he knew how to you know, use that part of him to, to motivate athletes and to get the most out of them. And, yeah. um, and that was a really important part of how he coached, but you get the impression that Kale's longevity is, is, you know, much more sustainable because of how he coaches and that he, everyone says he's still awesome in the room, but you don't hear about him like running the stadiums and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sounds terrible. Um, okay. Keeping it moving. That is a, that's the biography hey, I want. A couple other good books. Mike by Mike Chapman. <laughs> gotch an American Hero. Great book. Pinner okay. Submit, baby. And then uh the other one was uh The New Breed, Living Iowa Wrestling. I read that one. That was by Lou Bannock. That was a long time ago. 
I want to get you fired up. Uh, I mean, I like I'm telling you guys, I love wrestling. Uh, and I wish there was more wrestling books I could read. And there's just there's not. I'm looking at my shelf over there. Um, yeah, I like besides the one I'm I'm listing off. I now I googled and I found a few more, but uh, there's not, it's not there's not a good choice. There's not what's what's the most interesting part of your book, Ben? Uh, well, obviously, I think wrestling people enjoy. I spend three or four chapters talking about wrestling in my college career and high school career. And I, I think people are going to enjoy me digging into that. Um, give us, give us a tease. What's one thing in that book that most people don't know. Well, yeah. One thing that I feel, but I feel like I talk for a living. So I feel like most people know most things. Um, but I think just like putting it in a sequential order, how, how things, uh, um, you know, affected me or how things built on other things and dealing with my struggles. Let's see, what is one thing that people wouldn't know? I I, I don't I don't know. It's hard it's hard to say. If I was like like reading through the chapters, I might say that, you know, like, oh, this I mean, I, I think you know, the one thing people forget, the biggest thing, and this is not me whining. I hope this doesn't come off as me whining, but it's like in the summer of 2013, I was 29 years old and I was 12 and 0, and I was ranked number seven in the world. And fuck uh oh, I almost said the F word, and freaking Dana refused to sign me. And it was like, dude, what the heck, you know? And so that that was like, you know, I think I I, I think I say I forget that sometimes. It's like, you know, obviously because my life turned out in a different path, but it's like, I and I still don't know to this day why he didn't. Um, I've never had the opportunity to sit down and say, dude, what what's the deal here, you know? And I know if I texted him that, it would, he would, he wouldn't respond; it would be ignored. So I, I think that's the the biggest thing people forget is like that was, you know. My, my that was really my prime. I had just demolished Douglas Lehman. I had demolished uh, Andre Kreshkov, two guys who were likely top ten um, in in Bali. I you know I fought nine rounds with them, and all all of them were very uncompetitive. And I, I did not get the opportunity to uh, make the transition at that point. And I think that's the thing. You know, like that, even I forget sometimes. I think that's the big thing people forget about me. Yeah, I feel like in a different like if your prime had been occurring like now or even five years ago. Yeah, you probably there's probably not a chance you don't end up in the UFC earlier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, it's, I mean, it's, like you it's, just slide yeah, your prime weird. to a different time. It's like, yeah, I don't think Dana makes the same decision. Yeah. And, and I have no idea why he made that decision at that point either. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like sometimes I, I think about that. I forget. Like, oh, shoot. Why, why did that? Why did that happen that way? That's freaking annoying. <laughs> Do you discuss the Adele cover in the book? Uh, that does not get broke. I mean, you know, the one thing that I think about oh, after the right. <laughs> one of the things I think about after the fact is like, especially as reading to the audio book, it's like, you know, it's still I think it's 190 pages or something, but it's like there's so many like side stories that's like, oh, but I would like to discuss this more, you know. But then if you start thinking about that about everything, or like there's people who have, who have impacted my life who I'd like to talk about more, but then it's like, well, if you think about all of them, then it's all of a sudden it's like a 350 page book because you know like. There's all these side stories and all these other things that you don't really get to talk about. So I think the uh, the guy who helped me write it did a good job of like condensing it all into one thing. When did when did you start doing this? Corona. That was it. Like I'm like Corona was so boring. I'm like that's why when you guys say like these dudes want to retire, I'm like dude. Uh, yeah, Corona was kind of like retirement. It was so boring. I was going freaking crazy. I had to do some things. You know, at least at the very least, I had FRL to come on and talk about every day. But our club was closed for three months, and so it was like I need some projects. I got to do something. Like, you was know, it difficult? So. Was it, I mean, was it difficult? What writing a book? Um. So I had a guy help me. 
Um, and and for what for his for contractual obligations, his name can't be on the cover. I really wanted his name to be on the cover, but he wouldn't do it because of some other contracts he has. Um, so honestly, he he did the majority of the work. Um, so the, the thing was, can you say Crow- what his name is, or just can't be on the cover? I probably can't. I probably will. I, I should probably ask him like, hey, can I say your name? Um, but no, he he's freaking awesome. But he came out for like three days. It was actually like right after my hip surgery. We started talking about it. Like when Corona hit, like, hey, we, we got, I want, I want to do something. How about we do this? And then um, right after my hip surgery, he came out for three days and we just kind of like talked through my whole life, you know? And then he would go back. Uh, he went back and he would just write a chapter, send it to me. I would add, make edits. Then we talked on the phone and then, you know, he would re-edit it. And we just kept doing that over and over and over again. Yeah. Guys, yeah, I looking to forward leave. to reading it. Wow. Yeah, so you guys got it from here. Really I have job. to leave. Start talking books. See, Where are you see, going, Christian? Books. I don't read. I'm illiterate. Where's he going? I really do have to go. <laughs> see you guys. He's got. He's got. He's got mandatory what? mandatory training thing that he has to go to. It's it's terrible. what I, what I is even happening? Christian's just like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm done. I quit. I tell you, you start talking about books. This guy's eyes glaze over. He's just out. I don't read. I mean, I haven't read a book in 15 years, probably. I need to start. I got. I bought, I bought an Al Michaels book five or six years ago. I bought a book on Peter Sagan, who's a great cyclist. Yeah. Never read a page. And then I bought the uh, the Gable book with Klingman, Wrestling Life, or what? It, I, I I got all three of those books. Haven't read any of them. And I always tell myself, start reading some books. Let's go. Well, I always tell myself today, tomorrow's the day I'm going to start. I just I, I need to start because I need to work my brain a little bit. Come on. Hey, you know, book, I, Shane. Let's go. you know what biography I'd like to read is Ray Brinzer. I think that'd be a good one. Ray Brinzer. That'd be interesting. He he would be down my list a little bit though. I would love, I mean, Kale, Kale would be fascinating. John Smith would be fascinating. Um, yeah. I mean, there's I'm surprised. That, so there's no I book on John Smith. Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because he's very, at least in my conversations with him, he's super forthcoming. Like yeah, I would think so. He'd be he'd be damn good. Gosh, that would be fun. Andy Hamilton and uh, Andy Hamilton needs to reach out to uh, John Smith and do a book. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean maybe when he retires or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So are you hosting now, Bray? I guess so. It's, it's host? on me. CP's just gone, so we can all. We can did he tell? Did he tell you he was leaving? Because he didn't tell me he was leaving. Yeah, he told me. I knew about it. Um, he's got there's some kind of manager training. He can't do it because tomorrow he can't do it tomorrow because he's uh, starting his Leave travels. Town, he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be uh, on the road with a couple of our shooter editor guys getting some really cool stuff before the NWCA All Star Classic. So he's gonna be at Penn State, at Virginia Tech, at Pitt. Um, they're gonna be getting a bunch of cool stuff on the road. So I am so I am so stoked for that event. That was always one of my favorite events as a wrestling fan was the all-star classic. I mean, there was a time when that, that thing was just awesome. And yeah, as this, this lineup are you, is, are you coming Shane? I'm, I think I might, I might, I got to see, I'd is love it, to that, that event is. What awesome. match are you looking forward to the most? Jeez. Probably just off the top of my head is and, and Lewis comes. I mean, that one just pops. Um, what Cassiopeia and Kirkley, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't want heavyweight. To Looking forward to that I'm one. Out, I'm out on that one. Yeah, they wrestled too many times. Who uh, who else is in that mix? Come on, Otul and Hamidi. Let's go. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's go. 
that'll be great. That's the yeah, we were yeah we were talking about it in our editorial meeting, and that's like the that's the wrestling purist like favorite match. I think that that one sixty five. Yeah. It's 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 not the it's not the headliner. It's you know, but it's if you just love watching good wrestling, I think that might be the one people are the most excited about. Yeah, for the for the wrestling historians, I mean, it's it's. Uh, Car Car Monday, right? There's that family yep, sure. history, and that's a good one. Yeah, be really cool. Um, yeah. Hey Ben, I'm curious to hear a little bit. I, I think you guys maybe talked about it yesterday, but uh, P and L. I I looked through those brackets, the, especially the A the A pool for a lot of those yeah. guys. Man, that looked like a very cool format. A lot of really good matches. How did you How did you guys feel about it? Uh, yeah. Uh, same thing I said to Chris yesterday. Kind of everything felt. Like it turned out really positively. The length of the tournament, and we were debating using six mats or eight mats. We ended up using six, and we probably should use eight. Um, that was kind of the 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 one downfall, but everything else was great. Refing was great. The brackets are great. All the matches were competitive. That was probably why it ran so long. There weren't really a lot of pins and techs. Uh, that was pretty rare. Um, yeah, it was good. It was awesome. What style did you guys wrestle, Ben? Folk, folk style. Okay. Yep. So it'll be it'll be fall folk style, winter folk style, spring freestyle. Yeah. Between PNL and Elite Eight last weekend, like so many of the top ranked kids in the country mm-hmm. were in action. It was it was a busy weekend of wrestling. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you know, this weekend isn't this weekend the journeyman? Mm-hmm. Journeyman this weekend, this weekend, weekend. Journeyman. and uh Grappler Fall Classics this weekend too. So Oh yeah, we got a bunch of guys going to that. There yeah, a bunch of ranked guys gonna be wrestling this weekend. So like even before Super Thirty Two, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of jockeying for position, a lot of ranking changes that are gonna happen. So it's really cool, man. I was at Elite Eight in Atlanta. That that event was was really good. Did you get a chance to see any of the matches from there? Uh no. Nah, I, I kind of glanced through the results, um, but no, I didn't really watch too much of the action. Dude, it was it was crazy. There were who think, impressed you most? The guy, and this is not a guy that's new to impress me, but like Jax Forrest wrestled. Oh yeah, he wrestled like all the best guys. He ended up with bonus they points in every match. He, he pinned Luke Stanich. He Major Drew Gorman, um, who's sixth, Stanch was fourth. He let's see, he beat Dylan, he beat up Dylan Campbell, who's like tenth. Uh, Brady Rourke's eleventh. He beat him. Like he just killed everybody, and I, I just cannot believe how good this con- this kid continues to look. Uh, yeah. So impressive. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, you know, Gabe Arnold is a guy that has. It seemed like in the year leading up to this, his his offense has been a little bit limited. He's won a lot of one takedown matches or lost one takedown matches and kept things close. He really opened things up for the most part. Really? At, out there. I know yeah. there was one match I saw that – how do I see just Gabe Arnold's results? I know there was one match where I saw with he won 3-2 against a guy who I did not think was super impressive. Yeah, Kingsley Minifee, that one? That, yeah, that match. I, I don't think – I mean, so, I know – Gabe I feel Arnold, like Mirasolas and Sinclair both beat him up pretty bad. Yeah, Gabe Gabe uh, beat him by 13 points the night before, and then he had a he had an injury like halfway through the second day, and so I don't honestly think he probably would have wrestled. You think Gabe Arnold had an injury? Gabe Arnold had an injury, yeah. But so Gabe Arnold beat that same kid the night before like 13 points, 13 points. Oh, okay, yeah, that was the one where I saw it. I'm like, wait, what? What's this, what's going on here? Yep. And I mean, he he weighed in at 82 and was wrestling up at 95 for that one too, which I I think at that size like a lot of those guys do that and it's not a huge issue but uh, yeah it was that is that friday night or oh no no no. that wasn't the match that was not the match the match i saw was um orlando cruz he beat three to two and that was a kid orlando cruz i know he's kind of getting on the radar 
but one of our other guys who um you know the the other guy was he was coming on um but he kind of got hammered by Mirasola and he he went D his name's Evan Danikowski and he went D3 he beat Orlando Cruz in the Central Regional yeah. um, pretty pretty convincingly yeah. so that was the one I saw where I'm like oh wow that was a close one yeah I mean I was Orlando Cruz had a he didn't have a great Fargo uh but he's a crown point Indiana kid but like at Elite Eight, oh. he he beat Harvey Luddington, who's a was like a top ten kid, New Jersey State champ. Uh, beat Nate Taylor, who's a good like tough national preps kid. Beat Rocco Delegata. So um, uh, Orlando Cruz is pretty locked in. Hey, you kind of got me digging in here. I'm kind of gonna blow up your narrative a little bit, Ray. He also beat CJ Walrath three to one, and and Sinclair majored him pretty easy, fourteen to six. All right, maybe um, it was maybe he it was also just he also beat AJ Heeg three to two. Yep. Uh, um, all so, right, all right. But I guess I'm thinking uh, about that Menifee match was mainly the one maybe that I was watching. But um, yeah, so actually, all let's see, one, two, three. Uh, there's a few dudes he beat up, but I don't really know them all that well. So he won four matches within either three two or three one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, still close. Still, I didn't even know that you made me. You made me dig in. This is your fault. I think. Ben, I, I think how, I, how did you guys do? Well, we weren't at that tournament. So no, um, I'm talking about it. It's uh, in Chicago. Know, PNL was good. We only had one guy win who was Ethan Riddle, and he beat the number seven, number 10 kids in the country. Um, so that was like an individual format? It was a scramble format. Unfortunately, a bunch of our best guys were on recruiting trips, and then we had a couple little dings. So Mulvaney and Sinclair got dinged up a little bit, and they didn't compete. Um, Mirasolas and Millard were on recruiting trips. Um, yeah, Zane, Where'd they go? Where were they uh, at? Mirasolas were at Cornell, and Millard was at uh, Oregon State. Yeah, so unfortunately, I would have ever thought that Oregon State with Chris Pendleton and AWA would be a you know pipeline. I, I think Chris Pendleton is doing a good. I mean, we it's not a pipeline yet, but uh, <laughs> well, he's doing, doing a great doing a job. job. Yeah, it's just funny if somebody would have told you that years ago. It's just funny how life works out, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, I wish we would have had all those guys competing because there was a uh, Rogatsky was there and um, Joey Novak, who's pretty tough. He was there, so. Yeah, it would be nice to get some matches. We got the AWA duels. That's actually on flow. That's coming up, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Um, all those guys will be competing in that. Yeah, you guys have had that for a number of years already, right? Oh uh, no, it started over. It started because Corona. Because we needed. To I thought you something. guys used to have something else years back. Maybe I'm getting. Maybe it was just. Uh, we did. We held like a preseason state. You know, good. I mean, something's like we just want to get our guys matches and have it be close and easy. Is kind of what you know we were shooting for. We we also held a state. Uh, we held a Wisconsin state freestyle duels, and when we weren't very good in the beginning, everyone showed up. And once we started smashing, then people were like, nah, we're not we're not showing up. So okay. we had. We had to cancel it eventually because the other teams didn't want to get beat up on a regular basis. Um, AWA Duel started over Corona because we needed some matches. So we actually, it was first year was kind of a disaster because we have, see, Max's Academy and my Academy have six mats, and we, we did it in the academies because no high schools would rent to us. So we did it in the academies. So we did a two day format because you wrestle like your first pools in, in the academy. Uh, and then when we reshuffled, then you went to like top eight went here, bottom eight went there. Okay. Were you guys yeah. using multiple locations for that or just one? Yeah. No, no, two. Cause we had to, cause we, yeah, we got 16 teams. Um, uh, so we did two pool, four pools of four. Um, and we did, you know, eight, two pools are at Max's Academy, two pools are at my Academy. You finish the shuffle and then, you know, you reshuffle and you go to the, like I said, 
Uh, I think top eight was in Heartland and bottom eight was in Mequon. So you, you flipped the next day. Yeah, that was a disaster. But zero high schools were going to let us rent. That was because that was September of 2020. Yeah. That's wild. Um, that was hey, wild. You know, you know, another kid who really like stood out at Elite Eight Duels, Carlos Stanton. You know him from Sunnyside, Arizona? Mm-hmm. I don't he, know him. He he's he's had some really good wins in the past. He beat Drew Gorman at NHSCAs, but he went six and one at one twenty six, which is like that was probably nice. the toughest, probably the toughest weight. Um, he had ranked wins. He beat Drew Drew Gorman again. Beat Sam Herring. Beat Brady Rourke. Beat Dylan Campbell. Um, Man, nice. Yeah, so he tough. looked awesome. And uh, so that was cool to see. And then Tyler Knox was another guy at one eighty or at one twenty six who who uh, he beat Stanton, and then he also beat Logan Frazier and Drew Gorman. So he had good ranked wins but i don't know man he's the, the, he's the kid from new jersey tyler knox he's from he's from massachusetts he's going to stanford okay thinking yeah. of somebody else okay his name about anthony knox okay anthony knox they're cousins right i mean i don't know sure <laughs> that's wrong. I, don't <laughs> I don't think so but why not <laughs> they spell their name the same so it's, it's good enough <laughs> but yeah that was great um super 32 coming up do you how many guys do you have going, Ben? Actually, not a lot. Um, yeah, probably like fourteen or something, which is I think that's way less than the previous years. Um, yeah, with with the PNL and the AWA duels, we just didn't really feel the need to have all of our best guys competing. A few months of time off. Um, we're not huge, like I said, we're not as big as some of the people as you got to compete everywhere. We we don't think that to be the case. Uh, the other thing is, it was super early this year. I feel like compared to other years, I feel like usually it's near halloween um and this year it's like the 15th or something which is isn't that unusually early yeah it, does seem, a little bit early. it seems a little bit early yeah so yeah, yeah it'll be yeah it'll so be i think good. i think sinclair is going mulvaney's going but yeah i don't think a lot of our other highest ranked guys are going i don't believe you said sinclair is trying to decide what to do about weight class is he 82 or 95 I would guess he's in Russell 95. That's my guess. I think he's in Russell 95. Okay. Man, that's yeah. great. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. All right, let's see. Let's see if we have any questions. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, let's see. In the doc. There's Make actually barely any questions, and I and there's two questions, and I don't really like either one of them. Why not? So the first question is, if David Taylor wanted to bulk up and go 97 and beat Sajaliyev, would he be the greatest of all time? I mean, what's wrong with that question? Uh, well, I mean, just that because in it's just never going to happen because the Nittany Lions got they have Kyle yeah. Snyder at that weight class. Um, and so I think David's bulking days are done, but yeah. sure, if he were to do it, yes, he would probably be the goat. Do you think he could just like style for style? I think it's be really tough because he's gonna be significantly smaller, likely. Um, yeah, it's gonna be tough, maybe. Um, Let's do an all-star match. We'll put it on. We'll put up a hundred thousand dollars to each man. Let's go. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would, yeah, I would definitely love to see that. Um, I don't know how he breaks Sajulayev's position, but if there's somebody yes, that can do that. it, DT maybe David, yeah, maybe two hundred five. Do it at two hundred five or something like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, not loving the. What's the other question? The biggest international match. Between currently active wrestlers, yeah. This this question made me sad too. That we've never seen. That we've never seen. This one made me sad too because before Worlds, for me, it was Zare Gable, and then Zare hadn't looked that great this year, so that takes a lot of the yeah. a lot of the steam off it. Yeah, uh, Jake Sidikoff. Yeah, I, I would love. Yeah, Jake Sidikoff. This is an easy one. Probably that. 
Let's see. Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, that that match would be very well watched. I think we could maybe we make that happen. Maybe we go Dake Sitikov. We go, you know, Sajulai FDT. Spend all our money. Why not? <laughs> Dake Sitikov would be money. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't even right. know who I'd have at number two on that list. That that'd be all. Yeah, I was trying to actually think think through it. There's actually not a lot of other matches that I that have never happened that I would really like to see again. Um, I mean, unless we start mixing weight classes and stuff. Yeah, who could? How, we... how about like Rashidov and Yanni? Well, uh, I was really impressed with the new Russian at uh, that at seven. Uh, sorry, sixty six kilos. Yeah, they're gonna have a stud there every time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that one, maybe him versus the Russian. I I want to see Amuzad against a, a bunch of the you know sixty fives that he hasn't wrestled yet. That guy's yes. so young and. Um, oh, I said sixty six. Oops. As he, but he that kid that kid's gonna be around for a long time. I get the feeling. Um, so you know, I yes, would like to see. He will. I would like to see him. I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually he's a, a seventy four kilo guy. So, you know, a guy like Amuzad and and Sitikov yeah. will be awesome. Uh, Eventually. And then rushed and the Japanese kid that just won also. Oh yeah, Higuchi. No, no, not Higuchi, not Higuchi. Um, oh, the, the seventy. The kilo. one to beat Zane. Yeah, the seventy Zane. kilo. Oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, that guy. I want to see him a lot. What? What's his problem? He says he's going Greco now. I don't buy it. <laughs> That's wild. Seriously. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, I don't see any other good questions in here. You guys got any questions? Anything on your mind? When's it? When new rankings coming out? New rankings will be out in the morning or like late tonight. Tomorrow morning. Yep. Late tonight. Okay. Awesome. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> so those are coming out. Uh, our producer Tyler uh, reminded me that uh, we got to shout out our guy Jeff Baxter. Um, they got the hurricane coming at them. So. Uh, oh yeah. Stay safe down there. Yeah. Stay safe. It's uh, scary stuff, but. Hopefully he stays safe. I think that's all we got, guys. Let's call it a show. CP bailed on us, but we did we did the whole thing. So thank you guys so much for tuning yeah. in. For ben Askren, Shane Sparks. I'm David Bray. We'll see you guys game. next time. <laughs>